0: Well, let's take a look at what is happening stateside today. Former U.S. President Donald Trump set to surrender to authorities in Georgia. Joining us now to talk about how this is going to unfold is Reggie Cicchini, Washington correspondent for Global News. Reggie, good morning to you. Good morning. What are we expecting? How are things going to unfold today?
1: Well, they're going to be a little bit different from what we have seen in the other three uh, kind of surrenders of the former president. Uh, this time around, uh, he's doing so in a jail. We're about 100 meters away from the entrance of the of the notorious Fulton County Jail here uh, in Atlanta, and Trump is going to be here at some point, maybe later this afternoon or this evening local time, uh, and it is going to be a different experience. He is going to have um, a medical taken, he is going to have his vitals taken, his information, but he's also likely going to have a mugshot taken, and that is likely going to find itself in the public domain like we've seen uh, with other co-defendants in this case so far. This is going to be a different experience for the former president who up until now has been able to do this in a courtroom.
0: And this uh, surrender, uh, it's uh, based on these charges. I know he's, he's worked out a, a bond agreement. Do we expect it to take a long time or this will be, like you said, getting the mugshot done and, and the kind of doing the
1: paperwork? Well, you know what's interesting about this, Jill, is that the local sheriff here and law enforcement officials have said that Donald Trump is going to be treated like any other defendant who comes through this jail. But oftentimes, defendants are waiting weeks, if not months, to go through this booking process. Uh, And this is simply something that's going to take maybe 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, maybe half an hour. It's going to be a very short uh, ordeal before he gets back on his plane and heads back into, into Bedminster, New Jersey. So ultimately, this is going to be another kind of blip on his legal and campaign radar not nearly as long as somebody else uh, which you know kind of plays into that 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 kind of complaint that some people have been making that there's a quote-unquote two-tier justice system
0: right uh, given that uh, we already know that he's agreed to the the two hundred thousand dollar bond and that that's set in place Uh, i i know he uh changed made a few changes on his legal team before doing this and he also is maintaining his innocence not a huge surprise
1: i would imagine No, not a huge surprise, and this is something that we have seen before. In the lead-up to a couple of his other uh, arraignments, we saw him change up the leading members of his legal team. He's done that again today, switching out the top person in the Georgia case and taking uh, a defender known in the kind of Georgian legal circle as one of the top defenders in the state. Uh, And whether it's because the former president feels that he needs stronger representation or because there potentially is a bit of fear from within his legal team that this could be a more difficult case, Uh, You know, Trump says that it had nothing to do with the work that was being done. It just simply has to do with how he is going to move forward. But again, this is um, this is one of the more serious cases that he is facing of the four, given the fact uh, that it does include a mob statute on racketeering, that there was this alleged coordinated effort amongst uh, the 19 co-defendants to keep Donald Trump in power by overturning election results in this state.
0: And I was going to ask you that how it kind of compares to to the other charges. Like you said, this is the fourth criminal case against uh, Trump, and but, but different, and I think like what you just said, many look at this as being a much more serious case.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And look, you know, each case can be considered uh, serious in its own way. In Miami, you had the former president accused of holding documents with vital national security pieces involved in it, and and people didn't have the right clearance to be around it. In Washington, D.C., it's a federal case on trying to overturn the election at the national level. Here in the state of Georgia, though, uh, this is different. Again, you have that racketeering charge. You have the conspiracy charge. You have charges against other co-defendants that have to do with computer crimes where voting data systems were hacked and breached by members of, allegedly by uh, members uh, involved in the elections committee down here. But what's interesting about all of this, Jill, is the fact that if there happens to be a conviction, this is where it's different from the federal level. A conviction in one of the federal cases could be overturned by a pardon from a future president. In Georgia, a president has no ability to pardon a state-level crime, but in Georgia itself, the governor doesn't have the ability to overturn uh, a conviction either, and that has to go to a board that would make it decision five years after any kind of sentence has been completed. So there's a lot riding on this with any kind of legal outcome. um, And that potentially could be why we saw a change up in President, former President Trump's legal team.
0: Hmm. And so uh, going forward, I know with the, with the deadline approaching for Trump and the rest of the co-accused to, to surrender at this jail, what does this say, do you think? Or what does this do for Tr- uh, Trump's political future? And, and the fact that, like you said, there's going to be a mugshot of Donald Trump that's going to be released to the public. Does this have an impact on his uh, political future?
1: Sure. I mean, look, if you look overall at the numbers, 95 percent of Republicans, according to some most recent polls that were put out, show uh, believe that these these indictments are politically motivated and don't think the president should be facing any kind of legal ramifications for anything that's been done. And when it comes to the mugshot, uh, sure, you're going to see campaign teams political action groups associated with the with the former president's campaign use it as a fundraising tool where you also may find democratic campaigns using it as a fundraising tool as well to say look is this the kind of president that we want one that has been faced uh, who is facing criminal charges this is all going to be used by both sides to try and you know embolden or bolster their claims that they are the ones who should be moving forward but ultimately uh, this is is likely not going to do anything to damage the support under the former president he has a a kind of strong grip on both the party and on the base. And just last night, Jill, at that GOP debate on stage, seven of eight candidates raised their hands and said that they would support Trump if he becomes the ultimate nominee.
0: Hmm. And Reggie, I'm just curious, what's the feeling like there? What's the mood like there? I know you're a distance away, but what's it like there today?
1: Well, I mean, it's 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 still quiet. We don't know when the former president is going to show up. There has been a kind of rallying cry to have his supporters come out here. There have been a few of his supporters walking up and down the street. There have been a couple of big trucks with Trump signs on them moving around. So far, uh, it's quiet. It's subdued. But this is also, uh, you know, we're a little further out from downtown. It's a little more um, rural to try and get here. There's, it's, it's, you know, this anything could happen at any point during the day today. We need to see what ultimately happens. But at the moment, like we seen for the last few indictments. It's more media than it is anything else. Reggie,
0: always good to chat with you. Thank you so much for keeping us up to date on this. Thank you.